That's okay. All right. In the 116th meeting of the game, the Ohio State Buckeyes face the Michigan Wolverines this weekend. It's a huge game with huge implications, both for CFP hopeful Ohio State Buckeyes and the rivalry that consists between these two fan bases. We, me and Dustin, are super excited about this game, as always. Um, the rivalry is strong as ever. Even some would say it's not. But we're excited. We're going to get into it. We're going to recap Penn State a little bit. We're mainly focused on this upcoming game. All right, Dustin, you ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Buckeye Blitz podcast. I am here with my host, Dustin Nelson, as always. We are actually on our very first Skype call because we were both home for Thanksgiving. And uh, we actually had a really, you know, a, a week, pretty much a week off of school, right? So we couldn't really yeah. get into the studio. We were both on some different schedules. But so this will be a cool experiment for potential shows in the future. Dustin, how you doing? How was Thanksgiving? It was good. It was nice and relaxing. Uh, watched a little bit of football, ate a lot of food. The usual good Thanksgiving vibes. How about you? So I ate so much food, and I actually played football yesterday morning, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I've noticed that each year and since I graduated high school, um, it's getting harder and harder to do. You know, <laughs> I know they. I know that they say that they're like, oh, the older you get, you know, blah blah blah. But I literally was running playing football yesterday and as i was in the middle of the game i was like i can feel my hamstring starting to get sore <laughs> like that's the first time first time that's happened i woke up this morning both of my legs are super sore my back is killing me but it was a lot of fun and it, you you know i didn't attempt to play tackle you know i'm way wow. too old to be playing tackle now so this was just two in touch we're talking about but it was really fun and uh the food was great i ate so much my stomach was you know yeah that that painful feeling you get when you eat so much that your stomach's like literally rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was me all day. It was, it's Thanksgiving. It's the best successful Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the best worst holiday because, um, you eat so much great food, but you're like miserable all day cause you're so full, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it was a good experience. Um, watching football, got to see a lot of my family. Um, the weather actually wasn't too bad. I mean, in years oh, past, oh. it's been it's been snowing and super mm-hmm. cold and rainy even. But this year, we had some pretty good weather. So, yeah, it was a good day yesterday. Good to hear. So, this week, um, we're going to recap some Penn State stuff. So, if you want to hop right into it, yeah, so, we talk about uh, some stuff here, game stories from Penn State. Yeah, so overall, the game uh, wasn't too cold. Uh, it was no, going to be was, a cold it was actually and supposed to yeah, rain heavily, too. Yeah, exactly. And it, like we even like were outside for a little while before the game, tailgating a little bit, getting ready for it. Um, it was just like a really good time in the morning. Um, <clears throat> was not bad at all, honestly. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. I bundled up with a bunch of layers, obviously. But once we got there, it was not that bad. Um and I think it's just the being surrounded by people. It definitely keeps you warm, blocks off the wind. Because <laughs> I know That's that true. with the uh, Maryland game, it was really warm when everyone was there. But as soon as people left, it got cold. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it was you good. Got freezing. It wasn't like it didn't feel like as exciting as past Penn State games, you know, especially because we kind of controlled it for the most part the entire game. I never really yeah. had any worries, even though they got within four points. I really never had that like that worry that I would normally get in a, a Penn State game, especially the last two years. But I mean, we just controlled that game, and it really felt like a good, nice game to end the, my college career. Yeah, it actually got a little bit more co- uh, close for comfort for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, you're completely right. I never really thought that the game was ever really in jeopardy. And yeah. with that being said, I thought that the final score definitely wasn't a good um, like indicator of how the game actually went. It was a lot closer on the scoreboard than it was in the actual game. Definitely. And one thing, and one thing that I thought was interesting was um, when they had Sean Clifford in, who was their starter at the time, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. They were, I mean, I'm looking in here. It was 21 nothing when Sean Clifford went down, um, and then within six minutes, a little over six minutes, it was 17-21 yeah. with their backup in, who was um, Will uh, Levis, who um, mm-hmm. who absolutely he was a lightning rod for that offense. You know, yeah, freshman just ran the draw play like a million times and it worked on us nonstop. <laughs> That's, that's he, was, he was running the read option, but I don't even know if he was reading anything, and he was yeah. just he was just pulling it every time, and he was exactly. getting like eight yards a pop, you know. You know? Mm. But, but like I said, I wasn't really ever too worried, and um, I think some people kind of looking forward into the Michigan game are like, I don't know if we're going to be able to stop Shea Patterson, who does very similar things um, as far as being able to run the ball. Uh, but I I think a lot of that is. You know, they didn't game plan for Levis this week. Exactly. Um, he kind of was just thrown into the role as where Sean Clifford is completely different than, than Will Levis. Yeah. And, I mean, you, you, I'll read his stat line. Before he got hurt, he was – I mean, he played an entire half. He was 10 of 17 for 71 yards. Um, he was very underwhelming, and I, I never thought that he was uh, impressive in, at all. No, not at all. I mean, we completely controlled Sean Clifford. And like you said, it was because that's who we prepared for. I mean, we expected to, to have a run heavy, uh, no, a pass heavy quarterback. And then when you change it up and you bring in the backup in the freshman, and you have no tape on him besides a little bit of Nothing. backup stuff in blowouts. Like, you're not going to look at that when you prepare for a game like this. And, right. and that's like what happens in the NFL every year. I mean, as Browns fan, I th- fans, I think we know that the best. <laughs> whatever we would bench our starter or our starter would get hurt and the backup would come in, they would do well. All of a sudden they'd lead to a touchdown. Then you start yeah. and they suck. You know, yeah, like, sign them to, but we, but we assign them to four years first. Yeah, exactly. Four year extension. First. So we're True. still paying, we're still paying Brian Hoyer somehow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so here's, here's something interesting. So Will Levis, he was six for 11, 57 yards in a, in a pick. His QBR was actually worse than Sean Clifford. I think it's because of the interception, though. Oh, um, the the interesting part of it, though, is Will Levis, 18 carries, 34 mm-hmm. yards, one touchdown. 18 carries. They're, start, they're starting running back Jay Brown, 11 carries for 64 yards. Will Levis actually was only averaging 1.9 yards per carry, which is a lot less than I thought he was. I yeah. thought he was gassed the entire game. That's true, honestly. I bet that that's just because like sacks though he probably gained a lot more than that. I mean, one of his runs like his longest run was like ten it's yards. 
And uh, I'm sure he didn't get 24 yards only in the uh, other 17 carries. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> how many times did he get sacked? Maybe like six. I don't even know. Exactly. Yeah. And I I'm think it's just like it's crazy though when you look at it because Justin Fields had 21 carries and got his career high in rushing yards at 68. And yeah. Will Levis played half a game and still had almost as many carries. Like, it's insane. Right. Right. And, and we were watching it. Well, going back to the Justin Fields thing, I honestly, like, this is the first week I can honestly say that the play calling wasn't at its best. Yeah, so it was I, a little – but I, I, I was going to get in that, into that a little bit. Do you think it was almost just – because they knew that they could beat them without doing anything special, especially after that first drive where we just ran it the entire drive and we scored easily. And then we were like, okay, I think we got this game. If we continue to do this game plan, let's save all of our special stuff for Michigan. That's kind of how I feel. And I hope that's true. See, the only thing is though, this is the only thing I have, but it's not, that doesn't agree with that. I do, I do think, because we were, I mean, we were handily beating them. I mean, it was two turnovers and short field position away from being 28 nothing, 30, probably even like 35 nothing final score. I mean, you know? yeah, we fumbled on a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two fumbles and great field position. Um, the only thing is, is that in a game where we are up and handily winning, I'm not comfortable with Justin Fields getting hit 20 times, you know? Um, like you said, I mean, we should have won. How many times did he carry the ball? He carried it 21 21 times, 21 times. He got sacked. I'm, I'm sure he got, let me see here three times. So he's getting hit 25 times a game, you know? Yeah. In in a game that we should have walked away with, you know, handily. I'm not, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that just because like, even at the end there, you saw him go down and I thought our whole season went up in flames, you know, Mm. because it didn't, it It, didn't was good. Especially when in that play, we were already winning. We like we basically had the game wrapped up, and it was fourth down. Dude, it was fourth down. Yeah, yeah. It it was when I watched it on in the game. I was like, "It's okay. This is like I would do the same thing. Like I would expect my coach to do the same thing. You know, it's you got to get that fourth. You got to get that first down to win the game. Just close it out. We were we could we could have easily gotten it, but then we have. Him like run the ball or was it just a sack? I don't remember. I think he, he I had, like think ran he, the I ball. think he ran it. I think he yeah. ran it. And it's like, why put him into that risk when you didn't have to? Like if you're gonna run fourth down, pass it or hand it off to J.K. Dobbins. You know, yep. get it out of his hands. And yep. it kind of gave you that scary feel like it was Tua again, where he went down. You know, like but like that's the thing with Tua is like people ask like, should he have been brought out so he never got hurt? Yeah. But like Saban basically said, I would do it all over again, you know. Yeah. Like he, he wishes he didn't get hurt, but he would do it all over again because that's just that's how a game plan goes. You don't prepare for someone to get hurt. You don't expect it. Absolutely, I 100% agree with you. I I agree with the decision to go for it, the the play call. I mean, I'm sure if it would have worked, and he would have been, you know, if he would have stood like walked out of the the, the sorry the sideline. If he would have just walked out of the sideline first down, I would have been like, oh, great call. I would have exactly. do it 100 times out of 100. Yeah. It just happened that he kind of got beat up on. Um, it's easy to say that looking back on it. But if it was me, I love the decision, the play call, not so much. Because I just, I just don't like my quarterback getting hit, you know. I don't, no, I don't I, like I, that necessary risk. 
Yeah, but I mean, Justin Fields it definitely is a tree trunk. What was that? I said Justin Fields is a human tree trunk, so I don't know if he actually <laughs> can get hurt. I mean, <laughs> his legs, his legs are absurd. Exactly. I'd much rather him get hit like that than say someone like Trevor Lawrence if he was our quarterback, for example. Chugging <laughs> off. I was trying to think of a, a scrawny quarterback we've had in the past, but. Dwayne Haskins and JT, they could take their hits. Maybe Braxton Miller a little bit. He was uh, injury-prone. Did you um, – this is a little side side tangent, but did you watch any of that Redskins game? I, I just watched some highlights. So Dwayne Haskins, it was like third and 13, and he had a scramble, and he mm-hmm. looked nice. He, he looked is, nice. Like, he it's scrambled weird. for the first time. Whenever I want to watch him the Redskins games, he has been like scrambling a lot better than he used to. Well, you know, well, and honestly, doesn't block for him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he did have like a couple runs, even like I was like, what? Did they watch any of his college film? Did they know that he can't run the ball? But he was like, successful with the run a couple times, so I was like, okay, go for it. <laughs> it was a huge third down on that game-winning drive, and he it was like a third and thirteen, and he had a fifteen-yard scramble or something like that. Yeah, I was like, damn, like. He was kind of moving too. He was moving. It's not like he was just like rumbling and stumbling. He was moving. It's really unfortunate with the team he's with right now because that, like, honestly, is there any organization that's more like a mess right now than the Redskins? Maybe the Bengals. That's about it. Like the Dolphins are tanking and they're they're bad, but they know what they're doing at the same time. But the Redskins just are so like the Bengals are just so confused on whether they want to what they want to do and everything. It's just weird. Yeah. I, I think that, um, it's probably the Redskins are the most dysfunctional because even though like the, the Bengals like first year head coach, like, I don't know what to expect, but, but I do agree that the Bengals, um, they would have kept Danny Dolan all year. They would have three or four wins right now. True. Like easily, like they would have won the last four games. They were easily winnable. And Ryan Finley's just, he's not the answer. You know, he's not the truth. And that's the thing. It's and, like, are they trying to lose or are they not trying to lose? Because now they put Andy Dalton back in. Like, right. I don't know. I think they want but, that one. I think they want that one win, and then he's coming right back out. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, he got that first win finally uh, in his NFL yep. career, but he missed the final snap. <laughs> he uh, was on the sideline. Do, do that, man. I know. Just taking pictures with. Uh, fans, selfies with the fans, and they had to rush Case Keenum out there to do the final snap, the kneel down, because he wasn't even paying attention. It's it's embarrassing, but it happens. It's, it's, it's a rookie thing, even though it's never happened. It's a rookie thing. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> you said it happens, and I'm thinking it ha- it does that yeah. happens. Rookie mistakes happen, but I don't know about selfies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that 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 was hilarious. Um, I was very embarrassed by that, but. You know what? He didn't seem too phased by it, so no, I'm cool. And with no it. one was uh, dogging about it. But the funny thing is, is that I didn't realize. But in the NFL, apparently, they get paid by play. So, <laughs> like, with <laughs> his contract, yeah, he basically just lost money off of that. Yeah, the new CBA <laughs> has them get paid by play. So the uh, the smaller contract guys get paid a, a bunch per play. So that way, if they're only playing like, yeah. Uh, a series in a game they're getting their money's worth but right. like the big guys get paid like very minimal per play so that way they're forced to play every play and right. Haskins missed the play so he missed some money 
That's interesting. That's some interesting insight there that I didn't know. Yeah, I just learned about that because of what happened with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. So what he probably lost like a few hundred bucks from it. Yeah, I don't know what what it broke down to. Uh, like, but it could have been a little bit more. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But money is money, so. Yeah, he's probably kicking himself. Uh, no, he's not now that any money from himself. <laughs> he didn't look particularly good either. I was watching pretty much watching the entire game and. Yeah, he, yeah. Terry McLaurin, wide open, dude, wide mm. open. So you know how um, that play that the Browns ran, where Jarvis Landry was coming across in the drag route in the red zone, and he was yeah. wide open. Nobody within thirty yards of him. They yeah. ran that same play with Terry McLaurin. Nobody within thirty yards of him, and Dwayne overthrew him in the end zone. Yeah, and I was like, it's, oh no, he is not it's looking okay. like the quarterback from OSU right now, but. He's still developing. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing is like Terry McLaurin is at like a wide receiver one level already. Like he's yeah, ready to start on any team, be like a top receiver for any team right now. But just mm-hmm. Ray Hassan is not as not at his level, and they just can't get on the same page because Terry McLaurin had a huge, huge improvement in the offseason. Where Dwayne Haskins is basically the same guy he was last year at Ohio State, hasn't had that NFL development yet. And I, yeah. like that's why I think that that connection is kind of out of the door, like uh, thrown out the door that they had from OSU because they're not the same players anymore. And I would think that what's happening with Terry McLaurin is much crazier and more rare than what's happening to Dwayne Haskins. You know, I would expect Dwayne Haskins to struggle coming in yeah. uh, to his rookie year. I would never expect Terry McLaurin just to be some beast rookie of the year candidate, you know? Exactly. It's just... It's it's fun though. I'm actually gonna tune into Redskins games. They're kind of like Saints games. Like you get to watch Buckeyes play, you know, on Sunday. Yeah. So that's very true. So um, you wanna you wanna hop back back into this Penn State yeah, game? Yeah, back to the Penn State game. Uh, <laughs> game started real quick. Uh, did you? So was it emotional at all for you? Or last Ohio State um, game as a student? You know what? I I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't tear up. Yeah, I mean, I, did, I didn't tear up. I didn't. Go ahead, go ahead. You were the you're the I, emotional I, one. My bold prediction last week was that we'd rush the field, which we did, so that part was right, and that I would cry at the game. And surprisingly <laughs> enough, I did not cry. I did not cry at the game. I did. T- I did like get a little emotional. Yeah. Uh, especially when like we officially got that win and everything. Like it was fully uh we knew we got it and i like sat in a little bit more i got a little emotional but i did not cry i think i was just too much like in the moment did not really like it didn't set in really at all during the game right like, this was, like, the, right. like i tried when we did rush the field i tried to just sit there and stand and look and like look around the stadium and just take it all in and think like it's the last game i tried to, like i tried to get myself emotional i just couldn't <laughs> i just it's like the idea that i knew that i was planning on the mission game which i am and I knew I was trying to go to the Big Ten Championship game, which I am. So it was right. like both of those things. And then like I knew for a fact I would I was this was not gonna be my last game at the shoe. So I think it's just like that aspect of things, like that the back of my mind, I, I knew it wasn't the same. You know, so I think like that aspect of things, but I I I, I did tear up my, my first game and I did tear up Michigan, I think, when we won my first year, because it was just such a big game. But this game, it was still emotional for me. It just did not cry. So my prediction. So I thought, yeah. Well, this is what I thought. Um, 
I think I think a few things played into it. One, the game I knew was kind of in hand for a while. So you know, you, like with that Michigan game, um, a few years ago, like you didn't know what was going to happen. So I yeah, think it was that played one into of the it. Just games we ever witnessed. Yeah. Right. Right. And then this year it was already in hand, and like I think if it was Michigan, it would have been different. Like so, if it was the last home game and it was Michigan, but it's like this Penn State rivalry wants to be forced down our throat so much. Exactly, now, it's kind of like just playing like Wisconsin or something, you know? Yeah. Would you have cried or would you have teared up if we played Wisconsin and beat them twenty eight seventeen and Wisconsin was number eight? Like not at all. Yeah. Not not really. You know, it's like I think this Penn State rivalry thing is kind of being forced on us by Penn State fans. Yeah. Penn, true. Um. One thing I wanted to bring up, though, was um, did you see the backlash on mostly Twitter about the Ohio State fans rushing the field? What did you think about that? I did, and it was kind of ridiculous because I know that, like, we're biased because we were the ones rushing the field, and I had a great time rushing the field. I got on the field much faster than usual, which was a lot nicer. Yeah. Um, we did not have to wait at all. My one buddy, he actually uh, jumped over – the railing to go down mm-hmm. and one of the cops grabbed him and was like you're not allowed to do that and he grabbed him and he held him and was like you're staying here if we if you move you're arrested so he's like Whoa. basically detained he's detained for a bit. and then my other buddy started to do it because he didn't realize he got taken away and he was like don't even think about it so he had to like back up too but he did end up catching back up to say let him go <laughs> but my buddy was detained for a little bit right uh for no reason. It was uh-huh. stupid that they would do that. Like half the stadium doing the exact same thing. Was it was it a police officer or was it one of the yellow jacket people? It was one of those yellow jacket people, yeah. Oh, come on now. Exactly. Security guards, not even right. really much authority. Yeah. <laughs> right. So um, he ended up just leaving them and uh, he got on the field. He met up with us. So that was good at least. But um, the tweets were just kind of ridiculous because, yeah, we were 20-point favorites. Yeah, Big whoop, but it was the final was, game. Like, what are we supposed to do when we're favored in every game? Are we not allowed to do true. it? Like, are we not allowed That's to have true. time? That's true. And it was mostly like uh, other schools. Like, it was like, I, I saw it was like Barstool, PSU did it, and uh, Clemson even said something about it, maybe. Yeah. Does, that ring a, does that ring a bell to you? Like, they I were mean, like, I would believe it. I didn't see it, but I would believe it. It might have not been Clemson, but it was like people like, 20 point favorites and you storm the field really and it's yeah. like but they don't but they don't understand that for at least at the very minimum a quarter of the students that are in the stadium that's their last game ever you know yeah and it's I mean, we, like, well, we've we've done right exactly we, we rushed exactly. the field against michigan freshman year against penn state sophomore year those two games understandable it was a huge game it came down to the wire to the last play yeah. But yeah. then, like, last year even, we won 62-37 to 37 it was or something like that against Michigan. We still rushed the field for that. Like, I mean, it was technically an upset because we were the lower-seeded team. But, I mean, we is something you enjoy, and that's something that we do every year. Like, it's literally, like, whenever they play, the like, get people hyped for the Michigan-OSU game, one of the things that they play as, like, a highlight is people taking down the field goal posts and running away with it. Like, yeah. it's like, a, there's a thing that OSU does is we rush the field and That's I true. hope that never stops. Like, I'm sorry that your other school isn't as fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. And, uh, one of my favorite, yeah, 
yellow security guards, the little triangle they make around the field post. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. And in the videos always after of them all biking from down high street. Did you see that video? Yeah. Like all three hundred of them or whatever biking down high street to the stadium. Yeah. It's hilarious. I, I I talked to the one guy uh, the one time that I met in Chicago. He said that he um, was at Penn, he was at Ohio State the year that we went to the national championship in two thousand two, and oh, wow. uh, and he said that uh, I think it was two thousand two. It was either two thousand two or two thousand six when yeah. we beat Michigan, and we, like they took down the field goal post and they brought it down Lane <laughs> Avenue. To, no way. And he said he looked out his dorm and he just saw a field goal post. Like, what the heck? But I don't believe that at the same time because how were they going to Why wasn't he at the game? Yeah. Why wasn't he at the game? What a loser. I, I think he was, like, a grad student at the time, so I don't know. Oh, okay. He was a yeah, former I mean, cheerleader, so I don't know why he wouldn't be at the game. I would love to see a goal post going down High Street. That would be awesome. That <laughs> I would still don't know how that got out of the stadium because his – it would not fit anywhere, but <laughs> so I don't believe it. But at the same time, it's a crazy story. <laughs> that is crazy. We'll we'll run with it though. We're we're gonna yeah, say that well. that's true. Um, um, but in getting into the game, what do you have? What was your favorite moment of that Penn State game? Um, yeah, Miles, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Miles, yeah. <laughs> My favorite moment of the game. That's tough because there was a lot of them. I think that um, your prediction of two and a half sacks for Chase Young was pretty. I thought that was pretty bold, and that ended up being the over. I think what we set it at two or two and a half. I don't remember. Yeah, three. Yeah, no. What did we set the over under at though? Oh, we set we set it at two and a half. You two and a half. Two. I said push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had an over under of two and a half, so. Yeah, and then and he, he hit the over. I thought that was pretty awesome. That was that wasn't a singular moment, but I thought that was something that um was pretty cool. Uh the Justin Hilliard interception was really cool just knowing that guy and the kind of stuff that he's gone through. Exactly. Um, yeah. He's a fifth year guy. Uh for the people that don't know about Justin Hilliard, he's a fifth year guy. Hasn't been a starter this year or any time in his five years that he's been here. He, he was a five-star guy. Like he was yeah. supposed to be the guy coming in here. And, he, and he's an Ohio guy. He was the number one guy coming out of Ohio. So like that made it an even bigger deal because of the fact that he was a Ohio guy came in here and he was like probably considered by many the biggest disappointment like that we've had in the past five years because absolutely like, not to be like against him or that. It's not like it was his fault. He had a lot of injuries and he just never fully developed into that starter that we were hoping for from him. But, I mean, I love to see it. Like, he's been giving a lot of valuable, like, minutes, like, we're just as, like, a sub to give some people a break. And he delivered in this game big time. That interception yeah. was huge. It was, it was actually, like, a pretty big interception, too. It wasn't just, like, yeah. scrub time interception. Like, exactly. they were driving down by a score at that point, I think. And, uh yeah. He comes up with a pretty cool interception too. I mean, he kind of got the ball thrown right at him, but yeah, those those <laughs> are tough to make. You try, you try to catch a ball, somebody whipped at you from five yards away. You know, it's like yeah, that's you're tough. not ready for it at all. Yeah. So that was a huge moment. I don't know if that was my favorite. Um, no, that, that, Justin Hillier's thing was definitely something I I wrote down. 
Uh, I also love the Chris Olave catch. That circus catch that he had in the end zone for the touchdown, that was an insane catch. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, I can't. I can't believe that this kid just came out of nowhere like that. You know? <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. And I can't believe we're gonna hold another year with him of that Justin Fields Chris yeah. Olave like connection. Like that's been his favorite receiver, and I can't wait to see him develop into like an even better player, which is crazy. It's gonna be him and Garrett Wilson leading that receiving core. And I'm like, that's the thing is like last year after that we had an amazing receiving core with uh, Johnny Dixon. Paris Campbell and Terry McLaurin, everyone's like, oh, what are we going to do without them? Oh, yeah, we still have KJ Hill, Benjamin Victor, and Austin Mack. Oh, and Chris Olave. Yeah. So then. Yeah, and, uh, and Garrett Wilson, five star kid coming exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> so then now we're going to lose Benjamin Victor, uh, KJ Hill, and Austin Mack. Should we yeah. be worried? No, because we have Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and then we have another five star coming in, right? He comes yeah, in. Yeah, we, we have like three of them coming in. Yeah. We, I mean, we have. Dude, our, the kids that we have coming in are absurd. Yeah, the number one receiver in the country committed to Ohio State in in this state he's championship game. Next year, right? he, I think he's coming in next year. Yeah, he'll be a yeah. freshman next year. But he in his like state championship game, he had like five receiving touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> he's just absurd. And then uh, G Scott Jr., who's coming in, like he's going to be a beast. Like we'll be all right, and it's actually going to be exciting because there are going to be a lot of really young guys. Is where. The majority, I would say, of our receiving right now with KJ Hill, Austin Mack, and Ben Victor are old heads, you know? Yeah, exactly. But Everyone yeah, loves I mean, some, uh, some new meat. <laughs> I guess. Um, and then and then Garrett, uh, Garrett Wilson will have a year under him, and he's just going to explode next year. He's going to oh, be yeah. crazy next year. Like, he's honestly, I feel like, been getting better every single game watching him. He had a big yeah. first down in the Penn State game. He had two catches for 21 yards, but that one catch, 16 yards, he – he had like three guys yeah. like wrapping him up. He just knocked them down, spun around, and got, gained some more yards after the uh, after the catch. And it was he's definitely looking better every game. As once he fully develops into like a number one guy with Garrett Wilson, he there's no end to what he can do. Yeah, I mean he he's a fr- he's a true freshman and and he only I mean he, he's limited by opportunity. You know he only gets yeah. so much opportunity in the game. I think he he gets he had two receptions and. I think two punt returns. Yeah, two punt returns. Mm. And just think of the whole offseason of this kid developing and stuff. Like, you saw what happened between Chris Olave yeah. in, in one season. Like, we knew he was a beast. But, like, this year, like, man, he is, like, awesome. You know, he really yeah. is awesome. And Chris Olave was, like, super scrawny last year. And he was successful. Super scrawny. And he's, now he's like, like a huge beard. Yeah, and his beard, too, is huge. <laughs> It's huge. He looks yeah. like he's like aged five years in the offseason. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. But like what even with Garrett Wilson, like two catches, like that's not even bad when you look at like everyone had two catches on the team except for KJ Hill who had four. Like yeah. so, it, like two catches, like that's a good game for him, especially when you compare it to him. Like we did not pass the ball really at all in this game. It was like Justin Fields was under two hundred yards, but he made up for it with his rushing yards. I mean we. We were rushing all over them. 229 rushing yards. J.K. Dobbins, huge game once again for him. Um, but like I said, I feel like we just never did, we didn't do anything huge, special, or anything like that. We just won the game because we were the better team, and that was what yeah. I loved about it. We uh, feel that was like uh, Field's biggest rushing game in his career. Uh, I think that'll be like a big, big. Uh, component of the game next week i think he'll i mean like on saturday against michigan i i actually really expect him to be 
uh, running the ball again a lot in that game because he like even against Rutgers he kind of ran the ball a decent amount. Like he keeps running the ball more. It seems like. Um, but yeah. then again, with the injury, does he not run as much now? I don't know. Like that's a question as well that you have to think about. Um, I guess we'll see. Right. I'm not. I'm not sure what the extent of his injury is, I, if any at all. I. I yeah, was it's been a really things. weird week for the injury because, like, it was said to be an ankle injury, and like people were kind of worried it was going to be a high ankle sprain. But it, like yeah. Ryan said after the game, he's okay. He's all good. And like all week, he keeps saying he's okay. He's okay because they ask every single day, but he's okay apparently. But then like <laughs> every like Michigan like writer and reporters trying to make this story that he's injured. So now Michigan has a chance and everything. And like, the funny thing is that I keep seeing all these OSU reporters say, Nope, he's fine. Nope, he's Michigan fine. Gets, yeah. gets just trying to make a narrative that he's hurt. Like I saw uh, one tweet that summed it up. Well, like, well, apparently Justin Fields has a broken thumb, an ankle <laughs> sprain, uh, knee arthritis. Like they were just like right. making it like a huge list of things that Justin Fields has and he's fine. So, I mean, like I said, I hope it's true that he's okay. Cause you can say that he's okay just to, cause you don't want to give them like an, any advantage, but we'll see if like how he is. I mean, we'll see in the game. So I hope he's okay. Um, I, I saw that. Well, there's two things that I noticed. One was that, I mean, he ran off the field. He hopped right up. I mean, he was on the ground for a while, but when he hopped up, he hopped up right away and, and he ran off the field. He didn't even like walk. He ran off the field, which was obviously an encouraging sign. And yeah. then um, I was actually watching his IG live yesterday. He went live with his friend or something and like he was completely fine. Like he didn't say anything out and he was, you know, up, up and all around and walking and stuff. So I'm not worried about it at all, actually. I can't no, even forgot about guy. it, to be honest. If it, I feel like if it was a worry, they would say something about it. Oh, yeah. Or something would come out of practice because you would see like Choganoff getting more like first team reps, which hasn't happened, like or haven't heard about that at all. Like that, it'd be pretty tough to keep that under wraps that he has, but hasn't been pra- like I haven't even heard Justin Fields has been limited in practice. Me I mean, like either. we haven't like been paying attention super close to all the news that are coming out of the practices and everything. But I think that that would be something we would notice if that was true. But, um, I agree. Last bit, I'm I was not worried say, about it at all. No, same here. Uh, the last bit I was going to say about the game, the fumbles. Um, that's de- that was definitely an issue. Yeah. That, like, if I had to say one weakness from that game, that was the biggest thing. They were extremely disappointing because the defense would have a nice stop of the offense or something like that. Then we fumble the ball. I mean, like the Justin Fields fumble at the end zone. That was a very, very, very close. I mean, you could say that. Like I, I honestly thought he was gonna get called down and not lost the ball. Um, even yeah. after the game, I tried to like watch the replays and I still thought the same thing. But it was definitely super close. Um, so it was tough to see which way they were gonna go. Um, but then the J.K. Dobbins t- fumble later, and then the Justin Fields second fumble. It was a very like upsetting. That was like what led them to have that comeback, those 17 points in the third quarter. So if this game rains on Saturday, which it has a chance to do, I'm going to be worried about the fumbles. I'm not going to lie. This has been a more fumble-heavy season a little bit than we're used to. So, Yeah, I thought um, they were – the J.K. Dobbins one was pretty fluky. 
Like he he's made that move up. I've, I've seen him make that move. I don't know, on infinity times, you know, and that's never happened. Yeah. Um, you know, Penn State has a pretty good defense too, so it's not like they're, they're some scrubs over there. I mean, they're they got playmakers, you know, and they made yeah, a play. Exactly. Um, mm. I'm I'm really not worried about that. Though. I'm like the fumble thing. He, he, if you when you run the ball so much, like he's gonna put the ball on the ground, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna happen. It's just whether or not it, it kills you in that situation when you, when you do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I I can't think of has Justin Fields fumbled any t- other time this year. I I mean, like I'm pretty sure that I like, can think. I'll of. have to look at it, but um, I mean that's the thing is like with the game like this, I'm just hoping that it was a fluke game with the turnovers and that. We get them all out in that game, you know. Um, we'll see, though. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can find all of his uh, fumble strip sack. A strip sack in the end zone. Yeah. No, 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 it, wasn't a, it wasn't a strip sack. It was a safety against uh, Miami. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure, right? Unless he's strip sack and whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, the, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if they would put it as a fumble still or not, but I think they did, yeah. So the last time that Ohio State's been down was against my week four, week five. I think it was week three or four, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I And nobody's talking about that. I know. I haven't seen that anywhere. It's like Ohio State hasn't been losing in a game in like two months. Yeah. Isn't that and crazy? Then, yeah. We haven't given the, – the people who score the most points on us are Rutgers and Florida Atlantic with 21. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, and, and the Rutgers game, our third stringers were in for half the game. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about the whole thing as much, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Because like you said, if it's if it rains, it's something to keep an eye on. But I think if we have good weather, um, shouldn't be an issue. No. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that like the thing is too is like a lot of them were like a fumble and we just didn't get down on it fast enough so like Penn State just got it like we, there were there was definitely like a, with JK and Justin's like second one there were those were definitely ones that we could have gotten and they just didn't roll our way um so I hope that that's something that they right. work on in practice and I'm sure they do and then it'll be all over and we'll not worry about it because fumbles are very fluky you know it's not something that like just happened a bunch for one team or one person it's always like turnovers in general are all fluky very fluky very fluky um, but all right, getting into the week, uh, yeah. we'll start with basketball real quick, uh, not okay. to get that out of the way, but to get it out of the way, since it hasn't been a very, like, very, uh, important week for OSU basketball, OSU, yeah. though, they, uh, still number 10 in the rankings, they beat, uh, Purdue, Fort Wayne, it was, right? And yep, I was at the uh, game, it was fun. Yeah. Um, that was a big game for them, 85-46, and then they beat Kent State 71-52, and the Kent State game was pretty cool because they played at St. John Arena, which right. uh, they used to play, and they haven't played in a while. Um, but it was funny that they played there, too, because uh, for College Game Day for Penn State, Kirk Herbstreit did like a little like promo for College Game Day at St. John Arena, and he was like, I remember when they used to play basketball here because he went – to school here. It was like, they should right. go back to that. St. John arena is such a good time and they should go start playing basketball again there. And then the next game they played it there. So that's kind of funny. Um, but they played them a little close for a while. Um, a lot of people do say that. 
Oh. A lot of people do say that it's it's just a different atmosphere. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's probably a lot louder uh, when it's packed. You know, uh, just a lot like, more intimate. Yeah, the way that it's made. Um, but yeah, we kept them a little closer, but we ended up getting the win, seventy-one fifty-two. Then we got Morgan State uh, today, Friday. And then uh, the following game is the big one at North Carolina, number six, uh, which will be on Wednesday, December 4th. That'll be a huge game on ESPN at 930, which kind of sucks because it's a late game. But the nice thing going into that game is that Michigan just beat North Carolina and Michigan's not ranked at all. They lost their coach was like the key to their success uh, that everyone kind of attributed to. Uh, but they beat. They were able to beat North Carolina, so maybe it gives us a little bit more hope to win that game. Um, not that we had yeah. no hope of winning it, but it was definitely yeah, a good yeah. game. So maybe North yeah, Carolina not as good as uh, everyone thinks they're. This year's been really weird. This year, this year's been much madness going on. Yeah, it you know? feels like March I mean, Madness with, every week. <laughs> right, with Duke, with number one Duke going down this week, Ohio State will be at the very minimum nine going into the poll. It comes yeah. out to. Day, doesn't it? Or no, 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 Monday. I think it comes out on like Sundays. I think. Okay, Sunday. Yeah. Mm. So um, exactly they'll be a, they'll be at least number nine, if not better. But if yeah. we haven't played it, we didn't really play anybody good this week. It's honestly possible that we could end up go, facing North Carolina. We could be the higher seeded team, especially after North what Carolina. What is North Carolina right now? North Carolina is six, so they, I could see them put on to like eleven or something like that. We're nine and we're ten. That would be crazy. That yeah. would be crazy. No, I mean, we're for sure still be better time. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like, the, I'm, I'm sure they'll still be favored since it's at North Carolina, which is a big deal, especially like when you're going to a place like North Carolina. Um, I'm excited for that game. Yeah. No. It, I'm even if we lose, like that's still like a really good test of where we're at. You know. Exactly. I thought yeah. the Nova game was supposed to be a really good test of where we're at, and we, I mean, we blew them out of the water. I mean, I guess it was a test to where we were at, so because we were, I guess we were so, much right? better. Yeah, right. Um, but then Maryland's, yeah, Maryland's five now, so that'll be a big game. We play them twice this year. Um, we still got Kentucky, which hopefully will be a, a closer, like a much better chance in that game as well, because they've lost they one lost. already, and then they almost lost again too. And then uh, Michigan State just lost too, didn't they? Yep, they lost. Yep, I don't know to who, but they're a two-loss team already too. Yeah, so um, we're, we're there's only four teams left already in the Big Ten that are undefeated, which is kind of crazy. I would, so yeah, really I would think it would even be better than that, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry, but that was cool. Since we're at home, we got dogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this, in I, our, I locked guess. my dog. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nobody cares. Everybody loves dogs. Exactly. If only it was video, I could show everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll make everybody much happier. Yeah. Um, but football-wise, uh, it's rivalry week. Obviously, a huge week. But uh, getting back to last week, a uh, huge game was, uh, especially with CFP ramifications, Oregon lost. They got upset. That was huge. Uh, huge. Basically knocking them out of contention for the CFP. They lost to Arizona State. Herm Edwards got the win. Herm Edwards, yep, fighting uh, Sun Devils. Yeah, so that was huge. Um, really shakes things up for the big uh, for the CFP. Um, kind of gives Utah a bigger chance to jump in there. But now 
the question is if Utah plays, uh, they will. But if uh, when Utah plays uh, Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, if they win, how valuable of a win is it now? So that's the big question now. Um, kind of gives or, uh, Alabama a bigger chance because now Georgia still has to play LSU. Alabama basically has a will finish the year if they beat Auburn this week, uh, could finish the year winning out without a conference championship though. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was never, I was never a really big believer in Oregon anyway. So I kind of expected yeah. that to happen some way or another, you know. I think we said last week Justin Herbert really not that great of a quarterback. So and that kind of was shown in this game. I thought he was pretty overrated. Yeah. Her, her, I mean, ju- just just okay. int. <laughs> through a big late game interception there just int herbert yeah and he he was supposed to be like the big uh the big quarterback last year uh going right. to the draft above Dwayne haskins um he was supposed to be the number one guy going and he decided to stay like maybe that's kind of a hint to how good he really was was the fact that he decided not to go he felt that right. he wasn't ready for it i know mel, mel kuyper loves him but something that's interesting here is that you kind of you kind of knew where the committee was on this because they moved Oregon down eight spots from six to fourteen or no. Yeah, what's what's right. fourteen six minus eight? Is this okay? Yeah, six and fourteen. Oh hi, hi puppy. So <laughs> they're pretty. a little off control uh, right now. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, they moved them from six to fourteen. So I mean, they took a massive hit after after a loss, you know. Yeah. So I, I think that kind of tells you where the committee was on them the entire time. Yeah, they were super uncertain about. It. I think they were going to probably keep them at like if they were to win out, they were probably going to keep them at six most of the time, not put them in the CFP. Right. Because it just shows how they really did not value them at all. But um, right. But yeah, so we have uh, Baylor moving up a lot. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. That's what I was going to say, like just getting into uh, CFP. Yeah, Baylor gets up there, uh, kind of adds value to that Oklahoma win against Baylor, and they'll probably play against against each other again in the Big 12 championship game, which kind of gives Oklahoma that still that hope to get into the CFP because they're up to seven now. Um, so, I mean, it's it's literally like that, that that fourth spot. You, I mean, it's basically down to four teams. You got Georgia, Alabama, Utah, and Oklahoma. I mean, the question is who gets it, um, and we'll get into that later. Uh, yep. That's my uh, burning questions for you, but uh, okay, okay, give a little hint into that. <laughs> well, uh, start thinking nothing, about it. Nothing huge to write home about with the CFP rankings, but the biggest thing, obviously, is OSU being number one, jumping yeah. LSU number one. That was very surprising to me because I thought Ohio State more to keep their spot at number one the week against Maryland than they did to earn the number one spot this week against Penn State. I don't know how you feel about that, if that even makes sense. I mean, like, a lot of people did say if we beat Penn State, we'll probably be going up to one. Like, we, that's enough reason for us to jump LSU because they love – They apparently the committee loves OSU's team this year. They, they're obsessed with it. They think that we're the best team on the offensive and defensive side. Um, but they just need like that another game to prove that, and I guess this is what they needed, you know. I mean, right. even though the score wasn't like huge, like showing that, but you could see in the stats like we controlled that game completely. I'm sure that the committee watches the games too. I'm sure they're not just like stat guys. Yeah, they just look at the 
after. So I'm sure like they watched the game when they like knew how me and you watched the game. Like it really wasn't even particularly close at any points. Like the score is way, uh, way closer than the actual game was, you know? Yeah. I mean, there was, there was no real threat there. Um, even after two costly mistakes that if any other team would have, that would have happened to, you know, that would have, crumbled them you know two two touchdowns early in the second half but um we obviously bounced right back and the game was never really in question so i i see where they're coming from i mean this team is incredible yeah and i mean i'm sure that the the committee does not watch every single game for the whole game and let's be honest i'm sure they were more likely to watch the osu penn state game than they were to watch lsu against arkansas so that's a big thing too um but I'm super pumped about us being one, not just because it is number one, which is obviously always great, but I'm super pumped about it because it basically sets us in as that number one team. I think that because of the fact that we still have Michigan and Minnesota slash Wisconsin on our schedule, that's two really good wins. Uh, two quality wins. Like LSU, yeah, they have Georgia, but we still have valuable wins that won't give us any reason to go down. So I hope that this means that we st- end the year – uh, winning out and stay at one, which I would love because I would love to play whoever is at four seed, whether it's Georgia, Alabama, Utah, or Oklahoma. Yeah. Then I would I would much rather play them than I would rather than I would play Clemson because Clemson, Clemson they're getting good right at the right time. They're starting to look at that like that championship team from last year. So yeah. I do not play them in the semifinal. Um, let let LSU play them. Let LSU prove that they're that team. And then right. we'll take LSU in the championship, and uh, we'll place them. I would love, I would love to have that happen, because I like just looking at those four teams. I think we can beat Georgia. I yeah. think we can beat Utah. I think we can beat Oklahoma. Alabama is the biggest test, but I still think we can beat them, especially with two out. Well, exactly with two out, I would love to face Bama. I would love to face Bama. Georgia yeah. is still difficult. I mean, they're still Georgia. They still have a pretty solid quarterback and a pretty solid team. You know, I mean, it's. Yeah. Can't really discount them out too much. Utah, I think that we could probably beat pretty handily. Kind of similar to how we played Washington last year, where they're, you know, uh, pretty pretty highly ranked team, but it wasn't really particularly close. And Oklahoma scares me a little bit too, just because they're so explosive. I know that yeah. their defense is 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 trash, but I mean, in those high scoring games, like Oklahoma's used to doing that, and Ohio State isn't used to scoring fifty points a game if they when they need to, you know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how they, we would re- react in a situation where we are forced to score points every drive. Um, it's just a different style of play than, you know, Oklahoma's used to that, you know? I mean, they, they know that they have to score pretty much every drive to stay in the game. Or, or they have to score a lot to stay in the game. Whereas Ohio State, I mean, they can lean on their defense. So, um, which will prevail in that, you know, an Ohio State defense or an Oklahoma offense. That's, that's a huge question for that game. Exactly. And, like the biggest a- aspect of that game, if we were to play Oklahoma, is just Jalen Hurts. I mean, Absolutely. yeah, he's not going to win the Heisman. Joe Burrow probably has it locked up, but with Jalen Hurts, it's debatable. He's still probably the te- most talented college player right now, like quarterback-wise. You know, so Absolutely. just having to face him is obviously a huge deal. Um, so I, I, if we don't, if like I said, like if like I, I think we can beat them, but I would still. Because I still think Georgia's a good team, but still, like, if you put Justin Fields in that situation, a, 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 a little bit of a rematch, revenge game for him against Georgia, 
And I think Georgia's not as great as they are from like the past two years. Yeah. I would love to face Georgia or even Utah. Yeah. Cause Utah, yeah, they've got some good wins, but you can't tell me that the talent that they have is better than any of the teams like OSU, LSU, Clemson, or Georgia, you know, like the talent, the, the guys that they're getting are not a bunch of five stars like everyone else has. I mean, you can really only play to their schedule. I mean, they can only face who they face. Exactly. So I don't blame them. I don't blame them for being that high up, but they also really haven't had like a real challenge yet. I don't think. Yeah, um, I agree. Like they haven't played. I mean, I don't even know have they played anybody in the top fifteen. Oregon, I mean, they, right? They, or they will face Oregon. Yeah, they'll they'll face Oregon. They they lost. Their only loss is to um, USC, who is in the top twenty five, but it's like twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. So. They really haven't had an amazing schedule, but then again, they are winning. So, like, that's the biggest thing, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, they can only play who they play, you know. And, exactly. And they, that's they, if they keep winning, fun. they should deserve to be in there. Yeah. Yeah, they really haven't played any top teams. Like, that's basically it. I mean, like, Washington's a good team, but they've had, like, a lot of – like, they've lost a lot more this year. Right. So, They're um, not even 25, so – yeah, Utah no, probably amongst everyone is the only one without any valuable wins at all. Mm-hmm. They literally don't have a single top twenty-five win. So that Oregon game be interesting. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what, how that goes. I mean, like, basically, they're probably gonna have to like blow them out to really get in there, like how OSU was against Wisconsin that one year. Yeah, and and they might still be on looking in even further than we were at that point. You know. True. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a steep uphill battle for Utah to get in, but you know, anything can happen. And I would yeah. I would love to I I would love to face Georgia, Alabama, or Utah. I'd be a little bit worried about Oklahoma. That's me personally, though. I know you said the same thing, except for you would be okay with Oklahoma. You'd be a little bit worried about Bama because yeah. Bama's still a great team, but I think they lost their their best player or so. Their two I best think. players, and their defense isn't the same as it has been in the past few years. So. Yeah. I, I really think that those are all winnable games for us. I think the best teams, for, I mean, the, the toughest teams to face will be LSU and Clemson, and hopefully we avoid them in the first round. Until, until yep, until we can get to the CFP championship. Yeah. So um, this week uh, is going to be a huge week. As we said, it's rivalry week, the best week in college football, not only because LSU plays Michigan, but there's always uh, other great games. You've got – right. Uh, Cincinnati against Memphis. That's 18 versus 19. That'll be a huge game. Um, then you got uh, so we're uh, that's actually Friday. So that that'll be a good game to watch tonight. Um, that'll be on ABC. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's at, not even tonight. It's at 3:30. So hopefully you're listening to this before 3:30, or I'll see. Uh, <laughs> you will miss it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, on Saturday, OSU and Michigan face off at 12, which is kind of perfect because there's not really any huge 12 o'clock games. So everyone will have eyes on that game, not just because it's a huge game, but it's the biggest game of the time. Um, Michigan and Ohio State always play at noon. Yeah, it's just like before this started, that was written off as a 12 o'clock game. Like it's never going to yep. change. That's the way it should be, too. Yep. And then uh, at 3 30, that's the two big games besides our game. You've got Alabama against Auburn, and that's going to be a huge game because that's literally Alabama's chance to get into the CFP. Uh, they, I mean, in my opinion, they got to blow them out. 
um, to really get in to prove anything because that's their last game of the season. They don't have a, cha- a conference championship to prove anything else. Um, yeah. And surprisingly, I mean, like, I mean, I guess you could say it's not so surprising because it is at Auburn with or without Tua, but they're only three point favorites in that game. The Iron Bowl is always crazy. It's it the is. Iron Bowl, right? That's what yeah, it is. Iron- okay. Yeah. Like some people try to say that it's a bigger rivalry than Michigan OSU. Um, I would disagree big time, but uh, it's still. I mean, it's still. It's one of those games where anything can happen. I remember a few years ago. Uh, I'm sure you remember this as well. The, the Ricardo Lewis, uh, 103 yard kick return or, or yeah. field return for a touchdown. That was literally one of the craziest moments ever. Yeah, I will still say forever that that's the craziest play I've ever seen in college football. Um, but the other thing too is uh, at 3:30. <laughs> at 3 30 uh wisconsin minnesota that will be get huge too because that has huge ramifications to who we're going to be playing in the big 10 championship doesn't really have cfp uh implica- implications because i don't uh they both of them are pretty much out of cfp chances um i mean you could technically say that minnesota if they beat us in the big 10 championship has a little bit of a chance to get into the cfp but um, that'll be huge. Um, that game, uh, I will hopefully after the Michigan game, we'll find a bar that's not too rowdy that we can go to watch the game at. If not, yeah. we'll be uh, driving watching this game while we were stuck in traffic. <laughs> uh, so that game will be huge. Wisconsin, Minnesota, eight versus twelve at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, two and a half point favorites right now, um, which I I'm not too surprised about. Uh, but it is in Minnesota, so that'll be a big deal too. But the fact that Wisconsin has won this game 14 times in a row now, that has right. huge they're, psychological. They're in their heads. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Which is a big deal for this Michigan game. Game is last year, we like like the story of that game last year was that we won that game before Michigan even got to the shoe. We were in their heads. We were in Jim Harbaugh's head, and I don't think it's anything different this year. I think we're still in their heads. I don't think that, that means going to blow them out. But we're, we're in their heads for sure. That Michigan team last year, I thought, is probably better than the Michigan team this year. Wouldn't you think? I would agree, yeah. They don't have any first-round really guys. Like they, had, they what, two first-round guys last year? They don't have any of that this year. Yeah, I mean, they had – I thought their team last year was, like, really, like, really scarily good, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, they lost Rashawn Gary, who is tied all-time for the highest-graded uh, recruit ever. There's like seven guys that have ever gotten a, a, a perfect one, and yeah. Rashawn Gary's one of them. And it's like seven guys in the last like 25 years, you know. And Rashawn and Gary's Bush one of them. Amazing. And Devin Bush was is also amazing. Like I don't and know if he was as high as a recruit guy. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they lost three components of their defensive line. So, and I think that's really hurt them this year because they've been kind of getting gashed. They have, yeah. I mean, they gave up 28 to Penn State. And I mean, I know that ever since that Penn State game, they've been a lot better. I mean, they killed Notre Dame. They've been playing like their their best football right at the right time. So that's the only reason I give I give a little concern for the game, but still, yeah. I'm I'm ready for this game, and uh, we'll get more into it a little bit. But um, real quick, uh, just to add some things to it, um, Dobbins, Akuda. Chase Young and Justin Fields all invited to the awards ceremony at the end of the year, the uh, night before the Heisman night, I think it is. Um, they're all 
given uh, finalists for their respective positions. So, uh, best position. Uh, they're the only team I think with uh, that has been invited four players this year. Um, so that's wow. a huge deal. Yeah, and then Is also the offensive line. Yeah, Jeff Okuda, best corner. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, best running back. Chase Young, best defensive player and best defensive end. And uh, Justin Fields, best quarterback. So it's like we have five representatives almost. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> that's a, that's absurd. Yeah, yeah, because our offensive line too. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have like a coach up there, like a uh, best like uh, assistant coach, or even maybe best coach with Ryan Day. I don't know. Or or best for uh, Brian Hartline. I know that'd be huge. <laughs> um, uh, and then the other thing is uh, Heisman watch. Uh, so. I mean, we've kind of talked about it. We feel that Joe Burrow's kind of locked it up already. Um, it's his to win now. It's his to lose. Is right. It's his to lose, yeah. Um, but the other thing is that ESPN every week, uh, they come out with their Heisman Watch, their rankings, where they all vote. And uh, there's a decent amount of them vote on it. Uh, Joe Burrow does have the number one spot with 48 total points and uh, eight first place votes. But surprisingly, um, because of the fact that I don't think he's like talked about enough, but Chase Young, they had him at number two, only eight votes away, eight points away from Joe Burrow. No um, way. He had 40 points and two first place votes too. That's, so that's actually, huge. that's significant. Like that's actually yeah. pretty significant. And I think that basically L- locks him up to be invited to this, the final ceremony. If LSU loses, you literally never know at that point because it really is so much about winning. Like that's yeah. the reason why he's been like he has been incredible on the field, but they've also are undefeated, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of a it's kind of fifty fifty. Like you can be amazing, and if your team's poop, you know, <laughs> he, I think that it really hurts your cause a lot. But um, so if LSU like falls this week or something, uh, you never know. Chase might be. In the short list to get, get in here. Yeah, or if Joe Burrow has a bad game against uh, Georgia in the SEC championship. That's the thing, too, is like uh, it depends on whether they get – like the hope is that they'll get their vote in after the Big Ten championship game because some people do vote before that game, which is stupid in my opinion because – Yeah, I hate that. The conference championship is still part of the season. It's not a bowl game, you know. So that was a big thing that happened last year was that they voted after, and that was a reason that 